Dead Agile and Zombie Scrum. Niche topics quietly spreading around the circles of Agile practitioners that are definitely worth discussing. Let's do this then. No, no, it's not yet another episode of The Walking Dead, but it's your fortnightly dose of Lean and Mean Agile podcast with me, your host and Agile coach, Dimitri. How are you doing? Welcome to the show. It's great to have you back. This episode is going to be slightly philosophical rather than straight up educational, not to say that you won't learn anything new that might contribute to you feeling like a more all-rounded and informed Agile professional. I just wanted to warn some people who are not used to the style of this podcast yet, maybe they knew that this episode might seem a little bit rambly, but bear with me. Chances are that you've heard, at least through some channels, that more and more people who are involved in agile and lean implementations uh, in differently sized companies, corporations that are undergoing transformations, smaller companies that just have agile core of their delivery, but they start sort of throwing around statements like agile is dead or this is just zombie scrum. These all are evolutions of broadly known and tremendously abused term fragile. If these terms are completely new to you, what people use them uh, for and what they're trying to say is that Agile is a relatively outdated model and way of thinking that is not applicable to majority of relevant real-life scenarios within their organizations. Scrum specifically is under onslaught of this kind and is almost labeled in a derogatory way even when implemented correctly as per Scrum Guide. It is being looked upon by those so-called experts as something that only sheep would follow. So, or in that particular case, and maybe somebody just made themselves a name, I don't know exactly where the term originates from or where who used it first, but basically if you're a fan of World War Z book or the movie with Brad Pitt, those people call it zombie scrum. Like, it's a mindless following of that rigid frame that is not allegedly applicable for much in the modern day and age. That's what these people sort of preach. Needless to say that with most uh, informal and slang terms as these things are, this is not some formal definition I'm giving you here, and another coach perhaps would give you their own spin and interpretation of what all this means, but this is the gist that you need to understand anyway. So as a professional who educates people and who sits very firmly on the agile side of this virtual fence, I have to periodically address these comments and questions by expressing my own opinion on this matter, especially because I have this little yet loud tribune. So when I saw yet another opinionated post pop up on LinkedIn mentioning all this zombie scrum, dead agile, I thought, okay, this is going to be topic of the discussion on, on this upcoming podcast episode, and here we are. So to get closer to the matter, among myths that some people started propagating as fact are, for example, those that say that Scrum promotes the power of cross-functional teams, however, it ignores how they actually do work, believe it or not, that's what people say, or that extreme programming known as XP, yeah, 
tells us what to do as developers, as people who are delivering software, but it ignores that lots of folks don't have the discipline required and many don't want to pair program or perform some sort of activities that extreme programming prescribes. And finally, you could hear that some people claim that, say, Lean Kanban teaches you Lean and theory of constraints, but ignores the power of the teams and technical skills and practices. When I read statements like these, I can't decide if the person posting them tries to simply get attention to themselves, say on LinkedIn, or if they're just smoking something potent. More specifically to Scrum, the same LinkedIn poster, for example, who triggered this idea of mine that I do need to, that it's kind of overdue as far as my own little speech is concerned to address this, what he said was that Scrum's assumption that folks will figure it all out was more valid back then than now, that it's been adopted by the masses. What was good back then is not good now. I know Scrum can be applied to most anything, but the overwhelming majority of people use it for software-related development." End quote. Then the same person proposes what would look like a solution to an unprepared eye. Quote, Why don't we flip the teaching of Scrum to be more about what we need to do? For example, write small, well-scoped stories with acceptance criteria, implement them with good code quality, automate acceptance tests, and use Scrum as a supporting framework on how to put these practices into effect. End quote. Look, I will suppress my sarcasm, which I'm already failing at here, as some people on the receiving end of this uh, really unoriginal suggestion might actually find it valuable, simply due to the fact that they're new to this whole matter. Good for them. There are, however, real issues that posters like this often, deliberately or not, I can't tell, fail to identify and bring to our attention or to attention of their audience, whoever is reading this. And I guess I am here to fill the gaps. I mean, I'm a coach. It's my job. So first of all, look, what causes all these negative effects and what causes all this negative perception and all these weird kind of uh, phenomenons that could be labeled really unfavorably, such as zombie scrum or dead agile? Well, first of all, it is without a doubt, it is a tendency to follow a certain method or a framework such as scrum to the letter. People get too caught up in following prescribed events and that frame that constitutes that framework rather than be truly agile, flexible and adaptive, finding what works for them. Secondly, teaching and certifying people in one discipline or framework for far too long in the industry instead of teaching them agile and core lean thinking methods, um, practices, and then encouraging the teams figure out the best way to apply those, I would dare say, cross-framework and cross-method principles to figure out what works for them is actually the right way to do this. Great example here would be what the fine folks at Spotify did. If you Google for it, if you're motivated and interested enough, you could Google for Spotify Agile model, even though it's not really a model, um, and they are smart enough not to even uh, advertise it as such, but that's just generally what it's tagged as. You would be able to find a video or even the paper, the PDF, describing that so-called model. It's really, really fantastic, and it illustrates exactly what I'm talking about here. Instead of blind 
blindly following something to the letter, such as Scrum framework, they were mature enough to get together and decide to adapt those whatever principles, models, values, whatever they needed. They borrowed some from Scrum framework, they made, made up some of their own, and they turned it into a very, very successful productive company. The third point that is worth making here is that management often is supporting only something that is time-proven, well-documented, and prescribed in a process-like manner that is familiar to them, that produces an effect of confidence that this well-known path will work. So this approach of uh, senior management usually is discouraging experimentation. And that is what, for example, Lean Kanban and Lean Thinking is built upon. That is what inspection and adaptation and freedom and trust to deliver. That is what Agile is founded upon. Let's not forget that the majority of those um, senior, usually managers, um, they are products of traditional project delivery because they've been around for far too long, including methods of budgeting, financial forecasting, and actual delivery of projects end-to-end, software or not, it doesn't matter. Which is exactly what explains why they are a little bit more traditionalist in this approach, not because they're bad people, but because simply they don't know any better. They are trained that way over the years. And yes, there are exceptions to this rule. You don't need to message me and convince me that there are exceptions to this rule. I have met a few people face-to-face and worked with some and coached some who are fantastic examples of that. For example, I worked with someone who has spent decades managing certain projects and teams in mining industry, okay? As far from agile and as far from software as possible. But they have very successfully, I would say, um, migrated into the proper sort of way of thinking around lean and agile. Finally, what's worth kind of mentioning here is the adaptive psychological trends in professional market. What it means is that um, hiring companies, for example, want to see certain letters, abbreviations on applicants' resumes, such as commonly known certifications, PSM, CSM, and so on and so forth, that are not uh, much more than a product of very fine Long-term marketing, really, done by places such as Scrum Alliance. Not to detract from all the positive things that Scrum Alliance, let's say, and other organizations brought into our space, a professional space, but that is really what it is if, if we go to the crux of it. Um, also, another sort of this adaptive psychological trend, as in where people have to act in a certain way in order to qualify for those jobs and look like professionals, really, um, it is... This effect of hiring companies expecting certifications, this drives job applicants into compliance and sticking to what gets them those jobs. First and foremost, no matter how outdated, irrelevant for specific role they'd be playing those things are, or completely out of uh, place common sense-wise. So once processes, adaptive corporate behavior and commercial really push for um, agile collaboration tools first, such as Trello, Jira, people talk to me about Trello or Jira all the time as tools first when they need some sort of agile help that they think. So when that takes over and is put to the forefront, it is not a surprise that desirable in the, at the end of the day agility that people are after. They don't know what they're asking for. Um, so discovery of these best ways proper freedom, inspection, adaptation, all of that comes second or doesn't come at all. This leads to those half-baked agile implementations, 
poorly performed unconvincing roles of scrum masters or even agile coaches, which creates this dull and appearing wasteful image of what agile really is. That's what spawns all those kind of uh, unfavorable things like statements like fragile or agile is dead or, you know, that didn't work for us, we tried it. It's just because of all these constraints and poorly performing factors kind of thrown together. And it is not a very easy image to break for us, people who still believe in doing things the right way or trying to find the best way for the companies that we work for that would allow us to implement things um, not maybe to the letter of, say, Scrum framework or what Lean Kanban actually prescribes, but what really, really works. Because nothing looks like a perfectly clean classroom out there anymore. Idealistic views and following anything to that letter, uh, not having professional maturity or guidance on how to do things the right way, eventually just ticks boxes, wastes everyone's time at large scale money and creates that zombie agile. Some progressive companies that are worth mentioning here and the teams, uh, I spoke to at least two, uh, use even a no framework approach. That is just FYI. Where what they only take are core Agile and Lean values principles that help them respond to their customer needs quicker, inspect themselves, adapt, and improve in the process. It is not an approach for everyone, certainly sounding very appealing, but especially not for the new teams that uh, literally have no idea how to work together yet in these slightly newer methods of not having component teams but having cross-functional feature teams, for example. But it's certainly... Uh, something that is not a no-no, in my opinion. I would be one of those people who would say frameworks teach you maybe basics. They teach you to walk. But when you're ready to run, frameworks would even maybe constrain you more than anything. So you may not need it. Once, of course, the critical mass of team willingness and management support is right. And that is all that I wanted to say on this topic today, my friends. I hope it made some sense, so I'd like to wrap up here. Just to remind you that the Lean Agile Practitioner Early Adopters Program certification is underway in a closed beta right now by invitation, um, and you could enroll into it if you are, in fact, an Agile Practitioner, Scrum Master, Agile Coach. I would seek your input. I would welcome you into the little club. Um, so if you visit joinagile.com, follow the respective links, navigation, and fill out a very simplistic form with your basic details that would allow me to verify that you in fact are an Agile practitioner, I would love to invite you and send you a code that would allow you to um, help us test the, the qualification criteria and something that we are then going to splash out onto the market as soon as the critical mass is right. Yes, the more the merrier in our little but growing club, I will say. So come join the fun. You could even just test yourselves, honestly test yourselves against the barrage of very, very intense lean agile questions that cover broad professional areas that we deal with. Otherwise, have a good time over the next two weeks and I will talk to you on the next episode. Bye-bye.